Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are life coaches Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And not only is it me and Cindy and Jackie joining us here, but we also have Andrew Kaplan, the author of The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need, joining us again. So this is like this is like a good crew going on here. And Andy, Andy, I'm calling you Andrew. You're Andrew. I apologize for that. But how you been? How you been, my friend? I mean, we I haven't talked to you since uh, we did your podcast, which was a few weeks ago. But yeah, uh, everything's you, cool. Um, I'm basically I've just published my 51st consecutive day of content on YouTube for that channel. So thank you for being wow. one of those days. Wow. So, yeah, I'm just going on a tear this summer, trying to do whatever I can to to really be consistent with that content and give people a little more variety because before when I launched the channel, I would do like <laughs> once a month, maybe once a week, maybe back to once a month again. And I thought, let me be the perfect example and lead by example in terms of consistency. Cause here I'm asking people to do just five minutes a day of gratitude. And I figured if I can't do this, why am I going to ask them to do that? So uh, that's, True. that's the whole mission right now. Oh, that's great. That's fabulous. That's a lot of work too. I mean, we all here know what that's like. That's a lot of work. So yeah. definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Jacqueline? It's a full-time job. It is. It, the, you know, the editing part in and of itself is a full-time, but the recording part's a lot of fun because obviously I'm, I'm kind of like alone, but um, I'm a chatterbox, so that that's the easy part. <laughs> it's more like the editing and like, okay, how do I make this chatterbox make sense on tape afterwards? So <laughs> that, that's always the fun part. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I have uh, one little piece of business to start with. Um, so... I'm going to ask everybody to be a little bit patient because we have a, a little bit of a long email, but it's a fun one from a listener who was responding to um, a series of shows that Cindy and I did with uh, Monique Scott when she was also on the show about uh, two months back or so, based on Pam Grout's books, the E squared and the EQ books. Now we were drawing mainly from the E squared books and he had been doing his own stuff with them. And he also wanted to share some stories about, stuff that he had been doing. So I, without further ado, I'm just going to read his email because it's a really, really cool email. So he says, hi, Walt, long time no speak. I am a bit behind in my listening, but I was so excited to discover that you, Cindy and Monique, were doing the Pam Grout books. I love them. Your Neville podcast helped me so much. Cindy and I, of course, did the Neville Goddard podcast. I am so excited that you are now doing Pam's books. I have a great story to share about the Volkswagen Jetta principle, which of course is one of the uh, experiments in the Pam Grout E squared book. I did Pam's experiments back in 2017. And when I first did the Volkswagen Jetta principle experiment, I wasn't satisfied. I lived in New York City where many of the cabs are a bright lime green. So I see green cars every day. I read on Pam's blog that another experimenter used purple cars instead, but even that wasn't good enough for me. I know I've seen purple cars before, for me to truly believe, I needed something unmistakable. So I thought up the most outlandish vehicle I could, a truck painted pink with white polka dots. I told the universe that if I saw this, I would have no choice but to believe. So I closed my eyes, visualized the truck, celebrated as though I already had received it, and then let it go. A few days later, I was taking the subway to an appointment, and the subway line I was on was changed from local to express because of a stalled car ahead. So I had to get out and walk the rest of the way to my destination. As I was walking down the street and cursing my luck, angry with the the universe for doing this to me, I looked up as I approached the intersection, and guess what I saw? 
a huge ice cream truck painted pink with white polka dots. <laughs> I literally started crying and hysterically laughing in the middle of the sidewalk. I couldn't believe it. For a second, I doubted it because it seemed so natural. But I understand now that's exactly how it always works, naturally. I never asked for a specific type of truck. So, of course, the universe showed me the quickest, easiest match, an ice cream truck. And the universe had brought me exactly what I asked for. I took a picture of it with my phone, and now anytime I have doubts, I just bring up the picture and remember that the law of attraction is real and the universe is always working with me. This universe is, this universe, yeah, this experience, well, the universe too, but this experience has taught me a couple of things. The universe really can and will deliver you anything you ask for so long as you do not resist its, its manifestation with your thoughts and feelings. I never felt anything about pink trucks with white polka dots before or after, and so I was able to bring one to me in a matter of days. Also, do not judge any experience too quickly, even though at first it may seem like things are going wrong or against you, it may just be the universe moving you toward your desires. The universe always knows best, trust that it wants to give you what you ask for and is always working to bring it to you. Thank you for all you do with your podcast, and especially for bringing these books to your listeners. They definitely helped me to believe. If I could recommend another book to do when you finish these, maybe The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Hmm, interesting idea. It is the single most influential book I have ever read and helped me move my understanding of the, of the law of attraction and how the universe works to completely new levels. Also, also likes the, the Kybalion, which explains hermetic philosophy and the universal principles that operate behind and alongside the law of attraction. Cindy, do you know that one? Sorry, I muted myself. Yes, I do know the Kabayan. Um, I muted myself because of all the sirens. (laughs) Well, that's because they're all after the ice cream truck. Stop that truck. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty cool story there. Yeah. Um, That was just really amazing. So had to share that one. Thanks for saying that one. And Brian gave us a little bit of a lift there. Very, very cool. And uh, now Andrew had been on the show. Let's see. What was this? You were in, was it in May you were here? I can't remember the last time you were Pro- on. Probably May. I mean, the past two years have been such a blur, but but May kind of seems to ring true. Well, we'll go with May for now. We'll, just we'll go with May. That yeah, that, that seems like a, a good bet. So you, you got to give us a little bit of an update. I know that you've got this. You know, I don't remember how many days you were aiming to publish your content. I know you got the thing going on in a big way. And I know you've been helping Neil Positivity with his summit. And I know you've been doing some other stuff, but you know, catch us up. Where are you at right now? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it is is off of the YouTube as a foundation, just because that's such a really consistent avenue to keep putting content out no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Neil wanted, he, he uh, asked me, after I interviewed him for my for my podcast, and um, I was a guest on I think his May um, his May summit. He asked me to be a co-host on the June one. I'm like, okay, cool, let's let's do this. Um, kind of like you know, leaning into whatever opportunities pop up. But for the most part, I'm really pumped just because um, you know the YouTube has passed 2,000 subscribers now. I think we're about to hit 2,300, and nice. it's that's such a funny number because. Just like everything in this world, the way you look at it really paints everything because, you know, a big time YouTuber who's got 700,000 subscribers and be like, okay, 2,000 nights <laughs> versus someone who's got 10 and they can't figure out how to get their 11th. And, and I choose just to have that attitude of, listen, that's over 2,000 unique souls who made a decision to click the subscribe button, putting their, their faith and trust in me that they're going to spend their, you know, their valuable time 
consuming my content when they could be doing anything else. So um, for me, obviously, I'm like really great, grateful for that and just rolling with it and seeing, you know, how things pile in. But um, what else? You know, it's funny because, you know, I continue to pop on. I, I do I do interviews where where I'm invited. Um, there's emails that I get from people that I can't share because they're so personal. But mm-hmm. people are, are reporting such exciting things in their lives, you know, and it's a lot of, you know, I'm glad they use my book as an excuse, but law of attraction is law of attraction. They could have just as easily seen your show and done it or, or just as easily done it in a different way. But they happen to read my book and the, the feedback and um, just the stories that they tell me are blowing me away. But but for the most part, it's kind of like nothing big and dramatic past that. It's more like every day is just, you know, a day where I'm inviting is as much good as wants to show up. And I'm just rolling with it. And I'm just, you know, doing my part to hopefully come up with interesting content that complements the content delivery of the book itself. Yeah, that's very cool. And it's certainly all four of us, we, we totally get where you're coming from because we've been in those, those very shoes. Um, Cindy and I, uh, the author of that email, uh, mentioned Neville Goddard. We did all of the Neville Goddard books as content. It's like wow. chapter by chapter. We did all of them. How long did that take us? It was like a half a year or something like that, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, probably closer to a year. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was it was fun. It was great, and, and we got a lot out of it. But oh my goodness, talk about creating content! <laughs> you get a temporarily rename at the the Neville Goddard show, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but we had a lot of people that wrote to us, and like they said, you know, that our show was their favorite one because of Neville Goddard, because they never heard of him and learned about him, or they were a big fan already of him, and so th- we were like, whoa, like because we didn't know. We were just picking something we liked and we were like, we don't know how this is going to go over. And then after we did one and we got such a great feedback about it, um, I had people sending me private messages on Twitter. You know, it's like, thank you so much for doing the Neville books. And I was like, wow. So we said, okay, let's do another one. And then we ended up, we did all the ones we knew. And then we found like one or two that we'd never heard of. We didn't know. (laughs) Some of them, I think, I think there was at least one book that we did more than once. And that was. Also really cool because we realized that going through it the second time, we were reading things we didn't remember. It's like, was this yeah. what we there the first time? But it's because yeah. we had changed, and so we read it differently. And I don't know, it was a blast. Like I, I'm a big Neville fan, so but it was it was still just so much fun to get the responses from people. So kind of never know. Jackie and I talked about this yesterday. You kind of never know what's going to go over with people, right? So you have to just keep putting out content and putting out content and not being too attached to it and then pay attention to the things that people are like shouting yes to and can then give them more of that. So that's kind of like life in general, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Andrew, both, I don't know if you knew this, both Cindy and Jackie are life coaches, but Jackie also has a background in theater. So she is completely out. She knows what it's like. To create content and not know what the audience is going to react when they come in, because that's nice. part, that's what that's what it was for you, right? You never knew what was going to happen the first time that curtain went up. Well, no, that's live theater. Yeah, every audience is different. Every every production, you know, you may be saying the same words, but you are different, and somebody else will, you know, and people will hear, it, and somebody's bound to laugh in the wrong place, or you know, or throw <laughs> well, up. Did I, do that? I just got laugh in the wrong place. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, it, it's so interesting, Jackie, to hear you say that because I hear, you know, you do life coaching and you're in theater. I'm, I make an assumption, feel free to confirm if I'm wrong, that the theater that you've done, it gives you an insight into the human condition that then informs and, and helps you with, with empathy and 
um, just being empathetic and, and, and emphatic or um, empathic. There we mm-hmm. go. I'm finding the right yeah. word there. But really, again, uh, just understand where people are coming from, really connecting with them in a different way. I imagine, you know, if you're on Zoom calls or in person, you could read their body language in a different way because you're in theater and so many other things to help facilitate change for them. Is that is that a good yeah, assumption? That is true. I mean, in the beginning, I used to do um, my coaching on the phone. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a good coach and I would listen carefully and all the rest of it. But the minute we started on Zoom and I could read people, um, which sounds creepy, but I would read. <laughs> no, no, this show doesn't, but I understand. Things that we don't notice that we do, whether we lean in, whether we lean back, the hands, are, you know, arms across, this kind of thing. Yeah, it does. It does definitely deepen the experience. And um, Cindy and I have a, a fellow coach who tried doing it person to person, face to face. And she said, I got so distracted by their environment and everything that I just, no, I went back to do, just listening on the phone. Well, that's so, me. I, I only coach on the phone. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> occasionally someone wants to coach in another way. But for me, I feel like not only am I distracted, but really it's about them being distracted. They're worried about what they look like. They're worried about, am I looking at their background? They're worried about all this stuff. And yet when they're on the phone, they're definitely over in their own space. But mm-hmm. you know, everybody's different. I mean, it's funny. Somebody said to me, um, oh, yeah, we could always tell you old school coaches because we all use Zoom and you all coach on the phone. Well, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, hear <laughs> your body language. Like, I don't need to see you. I can hear all of that. But I feel like my intuition is so much better when I'm just listening. I guess it's mm-hmm. like I'm focused in on that one sense and I can mm-hmm. hear so many things that I never thought I'd be able to actually hear when I was first starting out. But but to speak to your question, Andrew, about Jackie, Jackie t- actually teaches um, how to act literally as if. Like she puts all of her theater skills to use with her clients and her besties <laughs> to, to actually create a role. You know, mm-hmm. I, coaches always do identity work. Like every coach I know talks about identity and that it's really about stepping into the identity of the person that has the things that you want, you know, which Jackie refers to as your future self, right? The person you're creating. And Jackie has all these great uh, skills she learned in theater that she applies to that. And it's, it's fabulous, you know. Yeah, I was just talking about it one time. Because, Andrew, when I read my first Law of Attraction book ever, which was The Secret, you know, we can, <laughs> we, can, we can, I always have to put the caveat because I know it wasn't everything and it was very mainstream, but it was how I found the Law of Attraction. And um, and in there she says, act as if. And I was like, I know how to do that. So <laughs> it's like, did somebody say act? <laughs> it's like speaking your language. Yeah, yeah, it was it was so easy. But um, so I'm intrigued to read your book because um, I haven't, unlike Cindy, Amazon didn't suggest that one to me. So now I'm going to go and find it. Well, you guys talk to Amazon about that. That's no good. I know, right? suggesting so every wrong. single day. So I I really want to ask, I really want to ask the loaded question, right? Why is this the last law of attraction book I will ever need? (laughs) So, you know, it's funny. I I came up with the title and the cover, by the way, you know, speaking of of acting as if and also just imaging as if, I came up with the cover and the title very early in the process. And before um, every morning I woke up, it took me nine and a half weeks to write it. And every morning when I'd wake up and start on a chapter, I would first kind of meditate and look at the title, look at the art. And really make sure I'm answering, like, what? why am I doing this? Because we all know that there's countless books 
And to me, I think it's pointless just to add another book to a loaded, uh, loaded space if you're not actually saying something new or at least in a new way. And um, with that kind of, um, you know, front end disclaimer, my opinion is that any law of attraction book worth its salt is going to um, explain the law of attraction in a way that's user friendly, easy to implement, you know, and hopefully even motivating enough for people to dive into. But I also think any law of attraction book, whether it's salt, is going to have methods, techniques, whatever word you want to use that, are, again, are user friendly, easy to understand that people can take with them. What I want to do was do those. But also on top of that, answer and address the question of why do we or in general, why do most people they learn about something? They get super excited. They start to use what they learn. They start to get results and they still stop. And I said, OK, what if I could because. I'm just as guilty offender as anyone else, and I'm very self-aware, and I'm I'm very about analyzing and breaking it down and, and fixing on that. And and fortunately, I was able to identify and fix that around myself. And I said, okay, what if I could hold the, the mirror up to the reader, explain that to them, that will not only help them in facilitating and catching themselves in the act so they bypass it, but then through that and through the delivery of my content and the style of the delivery of my content, just give them enough of whatever they need to do the methods just long enough to get a result experientially. And then kind of like that person was saying with the Pam Grout story, it's not me that teaches them. It's not the book that teaches them. It's their own life experience. And once you do that, once you get something through your life experience, you are forever changed. So it is my goal to deliver that to the reader. Uh, fortunately, a lot of feedback has done it for a lot of people. And that's why for me, my attitude was, it's not the last whole attraction book you'll ever read because maybe you'll want to read others, but it's certainly the last one you'll ever need to read in that it will finally give you whatever you need to address this to use it and then to get whatever results you want and move over from there. Awesome. Very cool. Excellent. Love it. That, and, I love, and I oh, love that you just shamed us all by telling us that you took nine and a half weeks to write it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also, right? It's funny. I, there, there's two <laughs> links of time. In one sense, it took me like 16, 17 years to write the book because I took all that experience and then did yeah, it. And I then there's it. the other one where like I mapped it out for a month and then just like a data download and then tweaked it and played with it. And um, I think it's, but you know, I think it speaks to whatever you're doing, inspired action. When you're taking inspired action, you will go faster. And we all know that. So I was very much in a, even though part of it was grueling, it was still a labor of love. And so through that inspired action, I was very motivated and very on top of it, just pushing through, just getting it done. And I look up, I'm like, okay, nine and a half weeks later, cool, let's let's publish this thing. And I was actually planning to either do it like December 1st or January 1st, and, uh, December 1st, 2019 or January 1st, 2020. And it was just ready by Thanksgiving. I'm like, why am I waiting? Like, what's <laughs> the point? So I just hit the publish button and, and I was off to the races. Nice. Very, very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing project. Anybody who's ever written a book knows what that's like. It's quite a process, especially the first one, because the first one is where you have all your doubts and all your concerns. Oh, God, are they going to like this? And what does this make any sense? Has anybody else read this besides me? You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> not, 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 not so much unlike uh, when you put on a play, actually, now that I think about it. Um, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to be re received. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're actually hitting the nail on the head. You hope you are. Um, but that's I, what I... That's where identity comes in, right? Because mm -hmm. Andrew was saying that every morning the way he started was seeing himself as the writer of this book. Right. I mean, he, 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 he got the cover and it was like, this is tangible anchoring of the fact that Andrew Cap is a published author, right? It may not be legit out there on Amazon just yet, but it's there 
um, in his experience, and that fed, that feeds devotion, right? I mean, it, it feeds the the tending. I talk a lot about tending to your next future self. It's those little actions you take that don't seem to, they don't amount to much right in this minute, but they in nine and a half weeks you got a book, right? I mean, it's just like it's so very cool to watch. You, yeah. I hope you have. Um, because I'm going to go to your YouTube channel now. Um, I hope you have backstage views of how, excuse the theater analogies, um, how, what happened behind the scenes as well as, you know, how you set yourself up as a writer, how you navigated um, your calendar. And so your- I haven't done that yet. And it's interesting, even just, you know, any creative endeavor, you kind of almost like grow into yourself and you kind of feel it out. For me right now, the YouTube channel, it's so, how am I going to put this? Because... There's a way of, I know as I phrase it right now, it's going to come out the wrong way. But my <laughs> attitude is, um, at least for this YouTube channel, that kind of thing would make me the star. And I'm not the star. If if anything, the book might be the star, but really the viewer is the star. So I'm like third place in there. So um, it's that mentality that, that I don't have any like backstage past stuff. If people, requ- if people request, I'm like, okay, you're asking for it. I'll do it. Um, until that comes, it's more about um, I'm answering questions. Like, I'll take someone who will write in a really good question to me, and I'll reply right away. I hate to have people waiting, but I'll also be like, you know what? This is a really important thing. Let me make a video out of it. So a lot of my videos are either, like, interviews with Walt, which was a lot of fun, or I'm teaching new methods. I keep coming up with fun new methods to get people. Again, like we were talking, you were just talking about, like, enthusiasm. You cannot... Uh, you cannot replicate enthusiasm. You cannot replace enthusiasm. So I give people all different fun methods to try. And then there's other ones where I'm just answering someone's questions. So it's just a, a mix and match of like, hopefully every day you come to something new where it's going to be reinforcing any kind of pending commitment someone might have to engaging in the law of traction process that will help them manifest the things that they want. Well, you know, you mentioned that you had the cover done way early in the process. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, that books that I've written, that's the first thing I've done. Of course, I have a background <laughs> in graphic design, so I'm immediately seeing what I think I want it to look like, right? But I do it because once I have a cover, it's like it makes it real, mm-hmm. right? And I can look at it and have it on my screen or my phone or wherever. So I'm constantly seeing, like, the cover of that book, even when I haven't even begun writing it yet. Like, I always do that first. So I was thinking, you know, Jackie asking you about backstage and like your process that was part of your process right it's like yeah well you know it's interesting it's it's hard to articulate the process to a certain extent um (laughs) other than you know it's i mean i could probably reverse engineer and and talk about a few things but um i also think everyone is going to have their own masterpiece inside of them and if i if they listen to my way there's a chance that it's not going to work for them because it, it might work or it might be they have a completely different personality and a diff- completely different temperament. Like for me, I spit out a bunch of gobbledygook and then I massaged it. So I can say that I wrote a book, but if I was going to be really accurate or be like a stickler for details, I'd more than I'd more likely say I've edited a book because I spit it out in a way just to get the rough ideas. And then I was very intentional. I gave it like 10 passes of tweaking the wording with the understanding, okay, first it was my experience to get it out there, but now someone's going to be reading this. And by the way, I've just propped it up with this really ambitious title. I'm not viewing this as a book. I'm viewing this as an experience for them, almost like a movie or almost like, almost like a song. So from the first word to the next word, to the next sentence, the next paragraph, from page one to two to three to 208, which goes 208 pages, it was meant as um, 
an experience that goes in waves where foundation keeps being laid out in the beginning, where when I introduce new things later on, it's it's kind of leveraging off that foundation. But at the same time, the foundation, hopefully, ideally, in and of itself is also entertaining and invigorating and getting people to move through the page to the rest of it. That's very like cool. Yeah, really, really cool. You have it, a whole video there, just by the way. That's fascinating to listen to. So, so I'll tell you this right now, I consider the universe is speaking to me through you right now. So, and because when you're saying this, um, you're lighting up on screen right now and I'm kind of like lighting up inside. So I'm like, okay, this is an intricate. I should probably do a video like this. In fact, pro <laughs> not probably, but definitely. So, so thank you for that. And that, and that inspiration. I think that'll definitely be something that, that I put forward and knowing me, cause I'm always trying to be like a mad scientist about this thing. I will find a way to make sure I embed law of attraction lessons through the explanation, just because that's kind of like this weird commitment that I've had to every video I've been doing so far. So that'll be like a weird adjustment to try to do something without that. So I'll be like, eh, I'll kind of describe this, but I'll also make sure to put the law of attraction lesson in it so that it adds more value for people. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, when we are looking for, um, as we shift, on our insights, so our the so the field, the universe will adjust, um, and vice versa, right, to support us in the vision that we want to create. So you creating a video that says, "Here's my process," could well be the permission slip that somebody else needed to not follow somebody else's idea that they felt was uncomfortable or icky. I mean, is that? I just launched, I launched and sold out a teeny tiny program that broke all my previous marketing rules. Um, and I got permission to do that permission, sub subconscious permission from my own muses, from the people that I admire, from, you know, the, the Mae Wests and the Lady Gagas of this world who do things their own way. But sometimes you need to see somebody modeling a different way to go, hey, you know what? I don't have to follow the mainstream. I can do it this way. I can trust that when I make, you know, 200 pages of word vomit on a page, I can massage it into a book. I don't have to say, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just my thing. I can make it mean something for somebody else. So I think that every time we share backstage, um, firstly, we – we engender trust because there's so much that is visible and available online that is one dimensional. It doesn't have a backstage because it's manufactured. Mm -hmm. When you talk about your process, you light up, you talk about your, your important, what was important to you about this book and, and why it had to come out the way it was and how you do it. And this is you embodying your message. You know, it doesn't have to, you are, you attracted a way to create something that serves people. And, and it, you, you, that whole process, you embodied it. Um, and I think it's fascinating to see. And I think it'll be vastly useful for the people who read your book to know a bit more about how it came to be. Thank you. you know, it sounds like the path of least resistance. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. And so whether, whatever that means to someone else, it might mean something different. But it's still there, the ease, the ease of it, mm -hmm. you know. 
that path of least resistance is uh, challenge right now because because he he disappeared. But he's he's that, coming that back. That was so, so powerful. It just knocked me right out of the room right there. That's um, this, no, that, this that, is that, normal, Andrew. I mean, I tell you, on this show, we lose a lot of stuff because of energy surges. So this is not out of the out of the ordinary. You're okay. <laughs> I believe it. Well, I'll say this. You know what? This is probably going to be the, the next video that I record. I can't see myself. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Poor Jackie can't see herself on on the monitor here. She can see this, everybody else, but uh, but us, but but herself. It's weird. This is Can't very sad. I mean, I could have like green teeth or something, and I would never know. <laughs> <laughs> we I promise I, to let you know. We'll text, we'll text me, Cindy. Yes, just say um, about the spinach you had for lunch. <laughs> oh my goodness! Excellent. Yeah, th- thank um, you for that, Jackie. But by the way, just in in the warmth that you exuded in how you broke that down, I can see clear as day why people must really enjoy working with you. Jackie, I'm here. Okay, <laughs> Jackie, I, I think you're right past. <laughs> she might not be able to hear me. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm here, but I, I can't see myself, and I can't see or hear Andrew. Well, that doesn't work too well either. No. Hmm. What do we do? I shall, I shall leave, stay left, and re-enter. Now, there is a true actress right there. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> like, new move of the day, exit stage left. We're all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, but this is so par for the course on this show. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times we've had, you know, problems with audio, with video, with being knocked off entirely. I mean, it's just it, it's just crazy how often it happens here. So, I, I've I've gotten to the point now where I just kind of read and say, okay, well, it happens once again, oh, okay. no big deal. <laughs> okay, so so Andrew, you gotta say something to see if Jackie can hear you. Jackie, testing one two, can you hear me all right? I can. Oh, oh there we go. Watch this whole thing over because I paid you a really awesome compliment and you couldn't hear me. So yeah. say things loudly and often. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just like, I'll give you the, uh, the Cliff's Notes version. I basically complimented your, your coaching style based on, on how you were suggesting I do the video. So thank you for that. Thank you for the warmth that you exude. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. I, I, I just reflect what I see and I think you are doing something really, really important in the world and it's good. Thank you. You've also touched on something, Andrew, uh, that explains why it is I love doing my show with, with co-hosts who are life coaches. Not all of them are. Some of them are. But the ones who are and or the ones who I've had on the past who were uh, life coaches, they bring an extra something that I can't quite put my finger on what it is. It's an intangible extra. Part of it is because of their experience magic. of working with other people. What's that? It's called magic. Magic, that's right. Yes. It's magic. It's a kind of magic. It is magic. It, it yes. feels like magic. And, and it just produces uh, just unpredictable and amazing results every single time. So, I mean, I've had, uh, Cynthia has pointed out numerous times, I'm the best coach man in America. And for good reason, because I have all these great life coaches giving me all this great stuff every show. So what, what you laid out there, it just reinforced for me. Exactly. That's exactly. I think um, that that's like a, a title, like, you know, CEO of X and the founder and owner of Y. You're like the, the best coach person <laughs> in the history of love attraction. <laughs> it's a great thing to have. I tell you, it, and talk about law of attraction. That's really the main reason why I started the podcast nine years ago. 
because I didn't know the subject well enough. I mean, like Jackie, I the secret was my first exposure to the term law of attraction. I didn't know really what it was. I listened to the, the movie and watched the movie and read the book, and I still didn't know what it was. Well, I did, <laughs> but kind of, sort of, you know. And, and so I started the podcast because so I figured, well, if I get all these good people on the show who can explain it to me, I'll, I'll get better at it. It worked. Good move. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Surround yourself with experts. That's the easy way to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Boy, does yeah. it make you look good, too. I mean, really. <laughs> so, Andrew, like, since your title is the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, this sounds like a weird question, but do you have any other books that you plan to write? <laughs> so there, there's a couple of things swimming in my head, but it's got to be consistent with this title, meaning I, I I technically painted myself into a corner, but I did it very intentionally because I really if this is the only if this is the last book I ever put out, I'm fine with it. But there are a few ideas that are swimming in my head that, you know, it, it's got to be basically when I'm inspired again, when I'm inspired, they will contribute into the conversation in a way that will not detract from any of the value or power of the book. They won't, it will not be a book that's required as, um, um, you know, an, an add on to anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a few ideas I have that are just going to add fun into the mix. But, but like everything else, like for me, the book, like writing a book is a very taxing process. So I only will engage in it when I'm really inspired and really excited because there's almost an expectation of like, okay, I have to write this in nine and a half weeks because by week 11 or 12, I'm going to like lose my steam. I'm going to be like, nah, I'm over this. So I better, I better have it written by then. Um, so there, there's stuff that's in my mind right now. I've even played with covers, but um, that could be a year off or it could be um, 10 years off. I, I can't give the details right now, but somebody invited me to write a chapter for um, a book that they're putting together that that'll hopefully come out soon. And I also recently wrote a chapter for this other book called um, Infinite uh, Ignite, Ignite Possibilities. So I contributed a chapter to that. So I'm finding ways of going into books, but uh, we'll, we'll see how long before I actually write a whole one in and of itself. Uh, time will tell. Well, you did mention that you give um, fun things to do, to, to implement and experiment with, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. could be something to have all in one place would be really useful. Yeah, that, that might be one of the ideas. And it's, it's basic. It's interesting because there, there's an idea of doing something like that, but also by the same token, I'm on, like, I keep coming up with new methods. It's really interesting. I was, it was at a point where I was doing method after method after method publishing and I had people emailing me like, Hey, Andrew, I got an idea for a method now. And that like, there's, it's common like, cause no one else is doing that. No one's like, everyone's like, and by the way, this is no offense to all the YouTubers out there that say, okay, here's another video on money and here's another video on relationships because people want to watch that. So yes, please create that content. I've done it myself also, but I haven't seen anyone else go on YouTube and be like, okay, I'm going to do method after method after method and inject fun after fun after fun. Like I put out something called the back to the future method recently. I did a video on dirty dancing, which by the way, I had a retake. I, did, I had to reshoot it because the first time I was shooting it was on a new camera and the camera overheated on me and shut off, and that was the better version. So no, there's an inferior version on YouTube you're just, because you're just too hot to be on screen. Obviously, yeah, apparently, apparently the content was too hot, Jackie. It was, just too, <laughs> it was too much. But yeah, like I've got um, the Neo inspired the, the Futureland method I put out there. I've got the Golden Frame method. Like all these methods that are aren't even in my book, and even the the video I put out today it was a method from my book. But I'm just ha- trying to have fun where it's like, what can I do to contribute something new to the conversation? 
where it's just fun. People just like look forward to it and they don't watch the channel in the sense of, oh my God, I need this video to complete me, but more of like, oh my God, I figured it out. And this video complements the process and keeps me on my journey. That's like the vibe mm -hmm. that I want to put out through it. Very which is a cool. good vibe. That's an important vibe. And it's important to me for a couple of reasons. The first one being there, like you say, there are a lot of different people offering various kinds of solutions out there. And that's really a great thing. But even so, it's still possible to have somebody listening in on YouTube or reading a book and they've got uh, some sort of a block going on, some sort of a resistance point and nobody addresses it or, or it, it well, here's a, here's a personal example. Um, I am now, I'm doing the, uh, the, the David Strickle Tire Boot Camp right now, which all of our listeners know about. And one of the things that I have been wanting to do is to, uh, clear blocks that are, that are basically blocking me from being able to have full connection the way I want to have to my inner being. Um, to the point where, I mean, my goal is, can I have conversations, like verbal conversations with my inner being and kind of like when you're talking to a channeler like David or Esther Hicks or somebody like that. Um, but I've also realized, even going through the Taya practice, uh, I mean, they, they really do a great job of helping you to zoom in on, on old, you know, old stuff that's been going on, stuff from when you were a kid, um, old tapes that have been playing for generations, stuff that's been playing since you were a teenager, all that kind of stuff. And yet I still can tell I'm not hitting, I'm not touching whatever that, that main block is. There's something that's, that I've known has been there from day one. I have not been able to identify what it was. I've had conversations with co-hosts here on the show, people who are life coaches, people who are therapists, and everybody's given me all these great ideas and I've been working. I still haven't gotten there. I still haven't figured out what that thing is. And I haven't been able to get it out of the way. Every once in a while, I get a little, like the, the lid is open a little tiny bit. I get a clue and then it closes and it's done. I mean, that's what the experience has been. So, I, I mean, this is kind of a long-winded example, but it shows how despite all the stuff that's out there, I still can't figure this one out. There's going to be no lack of need for people to come up with new ways, new methods, new proposals, new ways of thinking about it, new ways of attacking issues, new ways of dealing with it, because they got people like me mm -hmm. <laughs> who can't figure it out. Well, and, you know, Andrew, as you go, as you go day by day, like you said, you were committed to daily putting out content. So you're coming up with new stuff and then you think of a new method and you keep putting that out. You'll have your book at some point because yeah. that's oh, yeah. Absolutely. that you've created, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've got like three books worth already. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm there. And, Again, like for me, it's, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going with the flow of it, Cindy, just like letting it evolve. And, um, and Walt, just want to offer you something here. And I want to preface it by saying this is just a seed to be planted that like, don't even worry about it right now. Don't put too much weight on it right now, unless it really resonates. But you were describing how like, you know, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase how jazzed you are to talk to your inner being and how there's this one final block. And I just want to remind you how excited desperately excited your inner being is to talk to you it and <laughs> i wonder if we're not even we're not even dealing with a block right now we're just dealing with the fact that time technically doesn't exist you're just in this fixed point right now you don't see the whole thing in front of you but there is an evolving process where it that that block that doesn't exist but that block is going to dissolve the, your your illusion and impression of the block is going to dissolve in the right time, in the right way, 
And in the meantime, you get to enjoy your life at such a high level. I just want to offer that to you and throw that, that your way because I hope that those words might unfold or unravel something either today or a week from now or a month from now or a year from now or something like that. Thank you for proving that I am the best coach man in America. QED. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with you totally. And, and, and it's a good reminder that when you first stated that, when you first reminded me that my inner being is really excited about that, that's easy to forget. I'd certainly forgotten that. Yeah. I know it's true. I've had it explained to me many times. I've actually had connection at times that made it clear to me. Yeah. Yeah. And her being is, is excited about everything that's going on with me, but it's so easy to forget when you're dealing with stuff like this. Yeah. So thank and you. by that's the way, I don't, I don't want to speak for, for Jackie or Cindy, but I'll, I'll speak for myself saying every time I say something like this, I'm kind of talking to myself and reminding myself because I will also use the word block. And then I have to remind myself like, eh, is it really, one, <laughs> does that serve me? And if it does serve me, how can I make sure that it actually serves me? So, um, you know, just the way, Walt, you're saying you're, you're the best, you know, coach person. For me, anytime I have an opportunity to, to offer an observation, it's really because someone's a mirror for me and they're giving me something that I want to say to myself and it becomes a wonderful way of doing it. So mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up as a reminder to me that I might have been, you know, viewing or, or giving power of focus or energy to a block um, that I really shouldn't be looking at that way. <laughs> I love it. And my That's question good. to you, Walt, would be, What's the version of you that doesn't have that block? What does he do? How does he behave? How does he start his morning? How does he talk on his podcast? How? how? Mm-hmm. And, and certainly that's the right question to come from the ask as if coach. <laughs> <laughs> right, because, because, you know, if, if we have, if we have a, a, a really firm grasp on what it is to be Walt with the block, but we don't have a really clear picture of Walt without the block or Walt past the block or Walt who discovered that the block doesn't exist at all or the block or Walt who's now like this with his inner being. That's the key. That's the version of you that you're getting really tapped into. And it could be this have the same effect as having a cover of a book. The more you tap into being somebody who the, the being the version of you that doesn't have that story anymore. That's how you disconnect from it. Just carry your half of the conversation. It's all you're responsible for. (laughs) Which is a challenge because, I mean, when this is true for anything where we haven't experienced it before, whatever the X is, doesn't matter what it is. You know, if if I haven't really experienced that before, well, how do I create it? And and that's what I've been working on lately. I've been trying to sit down and, and literally just kind of map out, okay, what is it like? when I can actually talk to my inner being. What's it like to, I've asked this question over and over to myself. What does it sound like? What does that voice sound like to me? And you well, know what? I can't make up my mind what it sounds like. <laughs> Cindy, the, what you just said about your end of the conversation, that gave me an idea of like, well, maybe just every morning you wake up, just say, good morning, inner being. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and do it until it doesn't feel silly. And one day, whether sooner or later, you're like, good morning. You're going to hear that back. You're like, okay, now we're in business. Mm. <laughs> right? Yes. And what you said, Andrew, about, you know, time is time doesn't exist. Time is just a human construct, right? Time isn't linear. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you this interesting story that's sort of about the same thing. I, I don't even know how many years ago it was. I want to say 15 years ago. I started talking to my... I often say my higher, wiser self, 
but I saw her as a future version of me, like way off in the future, like someone who had finally attained it, whatever it is, right? Enlightenment, I don't know. And I would sit with her and ask her questions. And the very first time I ever did that, I've never told this story publicly before. The very, Jackie knows it though. The very first time I ever did this, I did a meditation and I just saw myself walking down a very long set of stairs and around a corner and I saw a door and I went in the door and there was a room and there she slash I slash higher self, holy guardian angel, whatever you want to call this person was sitting there looking a lot like an older version of me. I say older because she had a lot of gray in her hair, which I didn't at the time. And she was sitting on this beautiful little magenta colored velvet love seat that was really stunning. And I'd never seen anything like it. I was like, wow, that's really nice. So I, in my imagination, in my, in my visualization, I went and sat next to her and I asked her some questions and she gave me some answers. And it was a, you know, kind of mind blowing meditation. Fast forward 10 years, 15 years. I was actually working with Jackie. Jackie and I were uh, talking about some stuff and we were talking about this idea of future self. And she said to me, Jackie said, well, why don't you ask your future self? I said, oh, yeah, why do I always do that? <laughs> so the next day, so Jackie said, do this. Why don't you do this? Why don't you take a notebook and make an appointment with your with your future self, your higher, oh, wiser nice. self, whatever you call her, and make an appointment and go somewhere where you never go. Like like you're meeting someone for a job interview, right? Like Like go to a coffee shop. Go to somewhere fancy. Go to somewhere. And I said, okay, I will. So... I made an appointment at this beautiful hotel that I've spoken about before that's downtown here. And they have this little room that's like off where you check in. Everybody walks in and you check in in this beautiful lobby. And they have this little room that's off to the side that's not really used for anything. But it's like people meet in there, not for meetings, but like if they're waiting on somebody, they might go in there. It's very small. And I said, is anybody going to be in that little room? I just want to go in there for like half an hour. Because I thought I'd take my notebook, go sit in that little room. It's in this beautiful hotel. And I'll just have an interview with my higher wiser self. I got there. I walked in. I sat down. And holy shit. <laughs> I was sitting on the magenta velvet love. <laughs> I took a picture of it and texted it to Jackie. I said, oh, my God. Like, I've told you this story before. Look where I am. Like, what in the world? And, you know, you can see my hair is about 35, 40%, you know, silver now. It wasn't when I had that vision. But ever since then, I have this thing where I will do this. And I know, I know, I not only reach forward in time, but sometimes I reach backward in time. And I, I reach back to myself at a time when I was at a very low place. And I say to myself, it's going to be okay. And now I think back to times when I was at a low place and suddenly that just kind of lifted and I felt better and I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's awesome. right now reaching back and saying, you're going to be all right. Talk about completing the circuit. That is great. What a great story. So wow. just, I just did it though, right? Like I, I, I just started talking to her. Mm -hmm. I just started talking to my higher wiser self and she doesn't always answer me, but <laughs> just, but she's trying. This is the part of the law of attraction where we hone our focus, right? I mean, because really we have to keep 
keep our attention on the thing we want, not on the thing we don't want. Mm. And this, this does it. It, it talk, it, there's, there's a bazillion methods, as we all know, and this is one of them. But I have a conversation with my next self every day. And this is, this is the pen I write my questions in. It's my current self. And this is the pen that she answers with. Um, and so my notebook is full of conversations. Um, and, and the more you can, the more you do that, the easier it gets to blur the line between who you are now and who you are becoming, who you are attracting, the, the scenario that you're attracting. And you can pull it into your present simply by going there. It's like, you know, that, um, how Doctor Strange folds time. That's yeah. what it does. It just, it just makes, brings your, that piece of your time a little closer. And then you have to let reality, because reality doesn't work as fast as we can think. But the more we do that, the shorter it gets. It's very cool. Jackie, okay. I was just curious, like with the two pens, when, like, obviously, you know, you write your questions. Mm-hmm. And then is it something where you feel like compelled to then begin writing or is it something where you grab the pen and start writing and let it come out? Like how do, what's the pro, how's the process unfold when you grab the pen of, and you didn't use the term, but, but your higher self, your next self, you use the term. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and I'll just explain the reason I use the next self is because some people tend, a lot of people, if they get frustrated with their future self it's because the gap's too big the reality there's just too much flux in between right so i do your next future self it's like this one 90 days six months out that next future self because when you keep following your next future self you will get to that future future one that you want eventually you just you did so um initially i set up an interview which is what i suggested to cindy i said and i wrote down the questions what i wanted and i wrote them out as though i had asked them and then i picked up the pen and i kind of waited and the first thing i wrote well is well this is daft i'm sitting here (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting here in a coffee shop writing to myself this is the stupidest thing at least the coffee's good um (laughs) so it was really not as it wasn't as spectacular as i hoped i mean i didn't have some being sit in the chair in front of me but now i've been doing it for years i there is a perspective shift and it's so interesting to feel myself do it um and it's not a that i suddenly become different it's that i just imagine okay so theater analogy incoming imagine that you bought tickets for a show right and you're watching a ballet and you bought tickets on the from the orchestra seat and you can see level with the dancers you can see feet and dance you know tutus and costumes and stuff and you can see the orchestra and you can see everything you can see how brilliant the footwork is etc you go and watch that same show from the balcony and now you're watching choreography. Now you're watching flowers and patterns and what the tutus do when they swirl. And, and, and it's a very different experience of the same show. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it when I talk to my next future self. She's mm-hmm. looking at where I am now from a different perspective. And if I can do that, if I can take myself and look at it this way, I can see something that I couldn't see before. I might be able to see an option that I didn't know. I may be able to just have a, you know, kind of like, is this true? It's, it, am I am I making 
the proverbial molehill, uh, you know, mountain out of a molehill. Maybe I'm making a, a molehill into a mountain, and it's not really. Um, so, But it is just a perspective shift. And so these days when I write that question and I move to the second pen, it is a visceral perspective shift. Um, and that's not to say that I pay attention to everything that gets written because sometimes it's wishful thinking. Um, sometimes it's brain drama and it's just like I'm, I'm, I need to get some front of mind thoughts out before the, the actual my knowing, which is what I call my inner wisdom, my knowing will come through once the brain's calmed itself down a bit. Um, and so, so, but yes, this is the, and it is a practice. It is a practice. You can have moments where it's, it hits the nail on the head and you're so in tune, um, but there are other times where you sit and you're going, okay, well, I might as well drink my coffee and go home. And then suddenly she sneaks up behind you and tells you something brilliant and you haven't got time. To <laughs> so there's also that. But it is, um, it's a practice of perspective shifting, I think, more than anything else. Now, I, I got to ask you something here because uh, Jackie has on a previous show told us about a really cool practice she has. She collects, which I think she calls it a file of fabulousness. Which is basically it's a collection of, of all the nice things people have ever said about her. And I'm curious, have any of these little um, conversations that you've written shown up in your file? They have. I have. I have had. You know, it's like if I if I talk to my future self, the last one was that um, I absolutely she she told me I knew that I would sell out this program. I have offered small programs before and had crickets or just three or four people. And then you, you know, you're delivering it and it's like, yeah, this wasn't quite the experience I wanted, but I'm still going to show up for it. It's like performing to a half empty house. It just doesn't feel the same. Um, but this one, she went, oh, don't worry about that. It's sold out. And then I, I carried on right and it's like, okay, so I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to assume it's sold out and I'm going to move forward as if. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So I can see, that, I can see that. That's why that, that would end up there. Yeah. 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 And there again, it's, it's, it's where your focus is. This is a, a vibrational and focus universe. It's, it's where we put our attention that matters more than anything. Wow. Really, really good. Uh, not only am I the most, the best coach man in America, but all of our listeners are extremely well coached right now. <laughs> We're getting some great stuff in this episode. This I know. Really I, am, well, I am heading off to Amazon so I can get Andrew's book. <laughs> Thank you. Please enjoy. Please yes, enjoy. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. We got uh, a couple more pieces of business before we uh, wander off to the Amazon bookstore. Book, bookstore. Um, first and foremost, <laughs> first and foremost, um, what what do you have upcoming, Andrew, that people need to know about? Um, upcoming? You know what? The, the upcoming is now, meaning, you know, everyone, I know at least in the U.S., you want to check out the book, you can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto, auto force the Amazon listing, even though it's also on Apple Books and Audible. Uh, upcoming, the YouTube stuff, youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. I've, um, I've privately told people that I haven't publicly, publicly given the uh, number of days that I intend to consecutively publish, but will they'll when the time comes, that will be revealed. And um, I do have something not even upcoming, but new. I literally will. I have to read it. It's so fresh that I don't remember it anymore. But I've got a thing where if somebody wants to text the word manifest to four one one three two one, they'll get um, a sampler of, of some attraction methods called make manifesting fun. And, you know, obviously I might email them a few follow ups after that. But um, 
international people will need plus one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one. Also, U.S. Sprint subscribers will need that second number, so they'll just have to replay this. But yeah, if you text manifest to four one one three two one, I've got a, a fun new thing there. That's pretty much everything on my plate, and um, I'm, I'm excited for all of it. Wait, what? That's all. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's all. It's like, what do you do with your days? <laughs> what are you going to do with the rest of the week? I mean, come on. Yeah, but, but the, the rest of the time I have, I sleep for two hours. and then. <laughs> well, it sounds like you are hitting it out of the park, so congratulations. It's so good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's it's just really nice to be in um, in contact with somebody who's just not, not living the dream because that always sounds so sort of highfalutin, but just doing what – what feels good, what feels right and feels useful and fulfilling. That's very cool. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this real quick. I'm, I'm in no rush. I think it's important for people to hear. Um, mm. I've got 2,300 subscribers right now. I'm looking forward to 10,000 and 50,000 and a hundred thousand and 500,000 and 1 million. But at no point in this entire process have I been like, this is not going fast enough. Why, why would I worry about that? My attitude is it will build in the right time. And in the meantime, I'm building out my infrastructure so that when I'm at a million subscribers, I won't have anybody not get replies from me anymore. I won't have people um, emailing me and having some person not care. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's one of those things where if you gave me a million subscribers tomorrow, I would not be able to take care of everyone. So I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm perfectly happy, perfectly content. And I think that in of itself is speeding things up for me. So I want to offer that to people listening. I think it's really important. You know, please be motivated, be excited, have enthusiasm, genuine, heartfelt, authentic enthusiasm. But in my view, don't be in a rush out of some lackful state of impatience. I just said this to a client today that said something about hurrying up. I said, hurry up brings a strict state of constriction to your body, right? Like think about when you're stuck in traffic and you're late to be somewhere. It's like, ah, oh. and when we do that, we start causing resistance. So I love, and, and people have said to me five times in the past two weeks, something about this saying, slowing down to go fast. I think that's, mm-hmm. and so yeah. right on, I hear you. That's perfect. Perfect. And that guy with a million subscribers who can still talk to everybody that reaches out to him, that's your next future self. That you yes. just described him right there. So I better good. find a pen for that guy because I'm sure he's a lot he needs to sell me. <laughs> Very cool. Andrew's going to be carrying two pens around from now on. I have a feeling. That's just a prediction. I don't really know for sure, but never believe it. This has been great. I really appreciate you coming on to the show today, telling uh, your story once again and uh, sharing a little bit more about the background, about how you wrote the book. I don't think we went into that last time around, so that was really cool. Thank you very much. um, I'm so grateful for you, Walt, and and for you, Cindy, and you, Jackie. I'm I'm so grateful to have these conversations. Um, I'll, I'll be candid. Today and this week have been one of the craziest ever. And yet, you know, I didn't have the StreamYard link right away. And, I'm, you know, what I was emailing you. In other words, I didn't look at this show. I was like, oh, I've got to do this. It's like, no, I was very excited in spite of a crazy schedule, an overwhelming schedule and a lot of stuff going on. I was very excited to come on today. So I'm so grateful that I got a chance to, to interact with Cindy and Jackie for the first time and, and see you again, Walt, because um, these conversations inspire me. Thanks to Jackie, I know what video I'm going to record next, which I need to because I need to record for tonight in order to publish tomorrow. And um, and yeah, and, and um, I'm just I'm happy. I'm so grateful to be on the show today. And, and I just have to 
like I have to come clean about something. The reason he couldn't find the link is I forgot to send it to him. So I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> there is a version of Walt in the future who has his calendar and his links all That's the time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And he can't wait to show up. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Thanks so much, everybody. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.